The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny. Serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio or back via podcast. This is your weekly roundup of GE and Donegal and across the country. Well, as I say, it was another packed weekend of GE action with our hurlers, ladies footballers and men senior footballers all in action. Our ladies footballers had a real smash and grab semi-final victory over the dubs later in the show I'm going to speak with her own all-star Geraldine McLaughlin to hear her views on how that game went and after another impressive one for our hurlers over Mayo boss Mickey McCann will be on the line as he looks forward now to a semi-final with Sligo our hurlers are on the up and up but first we turn our attention to the National Football League and in particular Donegal's defeat to Dublin two men who were at the game covering the game yesterday former Mayo star the one and only John Casey and our own legend of the game Kevin Cassie. Kevin's just about to join us but first up I'm going to John John what did you make of the fair there yesterday from a neutral's perspective uh, thoroughly, first of all thoroughly enjoyable game um, splendid conditions any time I think you get to Co Park no matter who you're watching you, you know it's a, it's a special occasion and I was delighted to be up there to be part of the Radio 1 uh, production team and, and doing Co-Com yesterday so yeah it was it was a great game of football um, I really enjoyed it it was a game and you know yourself Brendan you get stinkers to commentate on and you go God above what, what's going to come out next but yeah. it was a really easy game and I yeah. I talked to a couple of the fellas up there the McHughes and stuff and uh, Martin and, and Mark were up there and, and just talking to the fellas from, from, from Donegal Radio and, and everybody felt the same thing it was a really enjoyable game and lots of good things uh, lots of lots of great scores and and you know just to see the dubs I suppose getting coming back with a little bit of their swagger again and we were wondering whether they were gone away but yeah look at from 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 a Donegal point of view it wasn't the result they wanted so I mean they're they're going to be looking I think maybe for a few favours uh, next week it all depends I suppose on on whether Armagh want to go and and, and play in a league final so yeah lots of lots of permutations for next week which makes the last round of the league. Uh, really intriguing but thoroughly enjoyed the game yesterday to mm. answer your question still but potentially five teams could go down yeah head to heads might be the thing that actually saves us you right very very strange position for Armagh obviously I don't think but well, it's only what four weeks between that and the championship a league final yeah. there'll be yeah. a lot of question marks about that but you're right John we've seen Dublin obviously but we couldn't believe what was happening in the league and you've seen a mark, mark performance obviously beaten through in their own backyard last week. So a lot of people had fears for Donegal after their very poor performance against yeah. Monaghan, particularly when, like I said, no James McCarthy was back and Fitzsimons and, and, yeah. and Cooper and these guys. You, you started to see a wee bit more of that uh, rhythm of the old Dublin team. But that said, obviously, Donegal with a phenomenal start. There's probably something about Crow Park. You know yourself when you go there. John, you know, we had three or four lads playing the first game in Crow Park. It does create... A bit of buzz and, and excitement probably lifts the team and and and, and pushed Donegal into that good start. Hundred percent, and I mean you can't emphasise as well the, the the personnel that Donegal have been have been missing for, for the league campaign. And I'm just looking through, like doing going through my few bits of stats for the match yesterday, and, and they've been very very Jekyll and Hyde throughout the campaign, Donegal. And you, you kind of didn't know what you were going to get from week to week with them. The game I actually was sitting beside you at the, the Mayo game in, in Sligo. Donegal completely and utterly threw that away. They should have been home and hosed. There was only one team in that at half time and Mayo miraculously nicked a point, however they managed it, but, but did and you know, it looked like they got the, the, the wheels back on the on the cart again then 
you know, very st- steady performance against Kildare. But I, I also covered the game, Brendan, down in, uh, in, in Killarney against Kerry, the Donegal game. And, and I know we have to take conditions and everything. And, but it, it was like Donegal had given up on that game before the ball was even thrown in. Completely lacked ambition. It was almost, I felt, that they were preparing themselves for the Tyrone match the following week. I know they were missing Lang and Murphy was missing, like some of the big players. And it was like they said, you know what? We we'll just come down here. We'll get this game out of the way, and we'll get ready for Tyrone. Mm. And in fairness, when they played against Tyrone and got the better of them, but in a game that I didn't actually see, I didn't see that result happening at all. You thought to yourself, okay, Donegal had a they had a plan here to to get the result against Donegal. But then again, what happened the following day out again against Monaghan, they were flattened their faces again. So it's been very Jekyll and Hyde uh, from from a Donegal league campaign. You have to probably quantify and and and. Look at all the players that have been missing. Donegal are not a team that can afford to miss huge, big players. But yesterday, you could see from the warm-up straight away that we, we knew watching watching the Donegal warm-up yesterday that they were going to be setting out their stall early, that they were going to be going for them. And you knew straight away from, from watching Michael Murphy that he was going to start. So it was good to see him back. Um, but ultimately, if you were to look at, at the result there was really a clear winner. I couldn't believe, I suppose, watching the game unfold, that Donegal were still only a score behind going into the final stages because it looked like it was all Dublin at one stage. And despite Dublin or Donegal having a real purple patch early on and Owen Ban, Ryan McHugh were rampaging down the Cusick stand side, I thought this is what it's all about. I, I was loving it, basically. But then things started to go wrong ball stop sticking, little passes going inside, were bouncing off Jamie Brennan and although Paddy McBrearty ended up with one five and a tremendous little thing started stop working for him, a couple of misses and, and ball stop sticking and it was almost like Dublin says, right, we've got you sus now, we're just going to put up our wall here, you're not going to breach it and, and that's the way it unfolded on, until of course Mr Murphy went into the edge of the square then for a little period and, and fisted that ball brilliantly into the net but yeah, it, 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 look at it, it Donegal when they are let go like that, they're very, very good. Um, but there's a period of time there that you'd be really worried that when, when things... I, I remember distinctly Michael Murphy giving a lovely ball into Paddy McBrearty, who he must have been two yards ahead of Michael Fitzsimons. It was a beautiful pass. And, and, and he missed control. And, and maybe I'm being harsh because he played well. And another pass given to Jamie Brennan from memory bounced over his head and Donegal or Dublin ended up getting a score from it. So they're the little things that have to be nailed on for, for, for big games especially against Dublin Yeah definitely and you, at the start of that um, you were saying about uh, Jekyll and Hyde the Hyde character of course was this uh, muscular guy who would come busting out of his jerseys and uh, we've got somebody on the other line now uh, the one and only Kevin Cassidy might fit that bill a bit Cass how sings? <laughs> Good to be, not bad, not bad. Goodbye, Cash. You were up there as well for T T G Cahar yesterday. You, you, you've heard John there, you know, talking about our, our Jekyll and Hyde performances, and it seems to be a thing with Donegal, Kevin. When we're in the groove, we've got flair, we've got skillful players, we can open anybody up, and we can look brilliant for twenty minutes or a half. You just get that feeling whenever we need to maybe batten down the hatches a bit and become, you know, strong man for man and as a team. We don't seem to be able to do that, and, and the Dublin goal in the first half, which was which was a real killer blow at the time, showed that Kevin right through the middle of the of the team. Is that the, the biggest issue you would have with, with Donegal in terms of the performance yesterday? Yeah, definitely. I, I think at the minute we lack identity, and what I mean by that is that the big the big teams have have Donegal well sussed. 
you see Dublin yesterday if you watch it the way they, def- they defend it. They just they just cover the D basically and they offered Donegal the shots from 35, 40 metres out because we don't have too many players who can pull the trigger from, from the, those sort of distances. And at, at one stage there, for most of the game, you had Brian Fenton and Brian Hurd as the two full-backs um, standing in there, you know, in case anything long came in. So what I'd worry about is how, how, do, we, how do we change away from what we are. Listen, we know we're seriously powerful running when teams allow us to run, but teams are not going to do that to me. And even the simple thing yesterday with the goalkeeper, Dublin changed it last minute. And I think they identified Donegal because they just hammered everything out long. And Dublin Dublin seemed to pick up the brakes or they, or they seemed to pick up clean and, and they got in behind us then. So, listen, we keep saying that Donegal's missing players, but at this stage, you know, it's questionable whether Langan's going to make it back. And if he does make it back, what kind of shape is they going to be in? Because you know yourself, I'm playing, you need three, four, five games on your belt to be at yourself, you know? De- definitely, Kev. That's, that's all the things we're clutching, clutching on to in terms of looking at the championship. I think we probably need our full team squad there if we're going to think we're going to really compete. Uh, John, just on Brian Howard yesterday, the man of the match performance, you know, people talked about you know his influence on the game. When somebody's out round the middle, is it possible to to negate that when there's obviously so many other good players around him? You just have to give him his oh, respect, yeah. or is that something you think that Donegal should have tried to combat more earlier? Well, he, as, as Kevin mentioned there, he, he was on about Brian Fenton and uh, and how we're playing in the full back line. They basically played played everywhere, and even to Tom Lahiff, who was I know that we all was wondering who's going to be the foil for, for Brian Fenton. Tom Lahiff was very good yesterday, I felt as well, very clever on the ball. But Howard is an extremely difficult player to to track, and I'm not. I was trying to figure out there who was actually tracking him for the game. I think Owen Ban was tracking him for a little while, but it was very hard because he drifts wherever he really wants to be. But his scores, like yesterday, his kicking, the one he got with the outside of his boot and in, into the Davin end in the mm. first half was an absolute yeah, peach. And he was deep, actually, for his second point. He sat deep. And Donegal, in fairness, had everything done right. And they were set up defensively for, for Howard's second point. But he was sitting back around the middle of the field, doing nothing, probably not going... Now, all of a sudden, the space developed right in front of the D. He got the ball and just charged into it and let fly another great score. And that's where, you see, uh, Kevin again mentioned it, about I think Donegal are missing the, the, the distance shooters. You know, the Langan... Mm. Uh, these guys that can that can pull that can pull the trigger, Thompson that can pull the trigger from distance, and when Dublin set up defensively, they knew if we cover it off the forty-five here, and I Dublin's defence yesterday, their forwards were, were were devilish for the ball. They were going absolutely hammer and tongs. It was it was. Donegal came out a couple of times in the early in the first half, but after that, the Dublin forwards made it very very difficult. But. Howard had a splendid game, but his feeling is absolutely exceptional. Like he doesn't seem to be the biggest seller. No, I've never actually stood side by side with him. But by Jesus, when he gets hold of the ball, I think the the, the ball he caught in in, in his own square was just a remarkable catch. What uh, unbelievable catch! Mm. But he was very hard to track from a, from a Donegal point of view, and deserved he got man of the match yesterday. Yes, yes. And John, listen, I know you're tight for time there. You have a couple of things to do. Just a quick word on your own Mayo man. Um, we go at it again, we go at it again. Great signs from the team this year, early on, yeah. that um, you just never know we're going to give it another big push. What's your feeling in them for, uh, as the summer comes in? Yeah, well, I suppose people are people are kind of a little bit disappointed at the performance uh, in Oman on Saturday evening. Um, 
it's almost like the, I got asked a question in Croker yesterday by about a hundred different people. Do Mayo care about the league? And it looked like from the performance um, in Oman on Saturday evening that the answer to that question is no. Uh, do they want to play in a league final? I'm presuming James Horn is going to say no. That he's championship, championship, championship. Like we have Galway on the 24th of April, which isn't that far away. So. Um, the thing with Mayo now, and, and, and people were saying to me, but look at the team that was put out. We actually don't know. James Horn has chopped and changed. Now, the only the beauty of what he has done is it keeps everybody second-guessing, I'd say, including some of the players. Yeah. Like he's, he's used, up, I think, it's 33 maybe in the league so far, which is a huge amount of, of players to overturn. And, and we just don't know from, from, from game to game. Like he's, he's made up to eight changes after winning the league game. The following week, eight different people and personnel starting. So it is a healthy... A healthy position to be in, but you watch what Galway done up and up and on big yesterday. Porridge Joyce has them; they've got their job done. They've mission one complete. They're going to be in the league final um, by design after 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 top in their group, so they have a league final to play regardless. So it's looking likely right now that that Mayo are going to just make make up numbers for want of a better word for the last game against Kildare, and then just uh, prepare for championship. But to answer your question, ultimately. We probably won't be far away again, but we know more than anybody not to take our eye off the ball because we could easily get turfed out of this uh, against Galway in the first round. So, but it is it is a fascinating look at it. Brilliant to have the football back, but the Division One like that would the thing you mentioned in the in the lead up to, to coming on here. There's five teams can get relegated from Division One, and that makes the last round of the league uh, a, a brilliant weekend, an intriguing weekend next weekend. But Mayo have the luxury of doing whatever they like. Yeah, good man. John, listen, we're trying to plug holes here at times. You now, you have uh, got so much ability in bigger squad, you're wondering who to play. <laughs> you're, I think, you know, yeah, we better, better, I would rather have that scenario because, you know, you're safe now in the league. Kildare actually could be the story of the league. Everybody automatically thought that they would go down and they've put themselves right in an opportunity, as you say, the next day, if, if, if your lads aren't too worried. They could yeah. pull out pull out the league as well. So there's massive questions all of a sudden on, on the Donegal teams. Maybe less Arma, obviously, but Donegal through on Monaghan, you know, massive questions. Of course, everybody's on about the big five, the Derry are coming back after that hammering from from Galway yeah. yesterday. Now, as I say, those four sides in particular, uh, serious question marks. Only one that there doesn't seem to be is the one we have an opening round of Ulster for. But but fascinating uh, uh, games ahead. I know you're under a bit of pressure, John, there for time. So if you need to if you need to duck on us, no problem. Yeah, well, no, no problem. But I was just looking at you. If you look at the, the next week's league, you've done it all in Armagh, fifty-fifty game. Kerry, Jack O'Connor. We don't know what he he might do. They're already through to the league final. He could try fifteen debutants next week if he wants. That's his prerogative. But I think from a Donegal point of view, you'd want a strong Kerry team out uh, because I, I, ultimately, I think you want Dublin to win. From a Donegal perspective, you want Dublin to beat Monaghan and you want Kerry to beat Tyrone. That'll leave Donegal safe under five points. But um, it is, it's, it's a fascinating. But that's the whole. Declan Bonner, I don't know the injury status of the likes of Michael Langan, Keelan McGonigal, these fellas, uh, Oshin Gallen, another one, Thompson. I'm hearing that they're just about going to be ready for championship. Like That's the predicament that Declan, that Declan Bonner will be in for next week, whether or not he has to try and risk any of these players that might be considered 50-50 regarding their fitness in pursuit of maintaining Division 1 status but you don't want to jeopardise their, their championship involvement at the same time so yeah, it's a predicament for managers uh, certainly going into the last round of the league
Good man, John. Top class as ever. He um, he might put out the SOS call to to cast there yet. Uh, yeah, seen, him, seen him on the, the the TV there. He, he's he's frames all there yet. Kevin, you're looking after yourself all the time. Either be you might have the boots on for for a good door before the summer's out. I don't think I would last too long. Cold park yesterday. To be playing <laughs> about. <laughs> a lot of pace, a lot of that, Kev. Kev, you get the sense now with the Donegal and and all the question marks as John was saying there. We've seen the brilliance. You know, we've seen some poor performances and that. People are talking about style of play. We bit of, I, I know the performance was fairly good yesterday and I think it surprised some people, but there seems to be a lot of kind of criticism about where we're going that. I mean, you can completely balance that up by saying, right, you know, we have pretty much a, a new East defence in there. You know, we have players coming through that don't have the experience of what's gone before them and that. So there's a moulding to be done with that as well, Kevin. And it's hard to get that balance between critically looking at Donegal and then critically looking at, say, our squad versus some of the other top teams. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, like, there is a lot of young lads in there. You look at the two of Donalds who have come in this year, done really well. Like Connor kicked two scores yesterday and it's probably his first game in Crow Park at senior level. So, you know, the likes of Caelan McGonigal, who's missing, he's relatively new as well to that kind of level of football, to be. So, there's a lot of positives, you know, but I think because Division 1 is so ruthless this year and so cutthroat, a lot of the focus is on, you know, we're not playing as well as probably we would like to be. But, you know, I've always been the opinion to be, and I said last week, nobody will give a damn what happened in the league if Donegal overturned our man in the championship. And we can talk about next week's game and you know, how great it would to be staying up and all the rest. But who really cares, to be honest? It's all about the championship. And I'm sure that the boys in the Donegal squad are, are of that mindset as well. Yeah, if you look at the likes, I suppose Murphy go back there. I mean, no, he's still getting to, towards his fitness, but that that one goal, you know, it was like something of old. It had to be Ryan McHugh. You know, we obviously haven't seen the best of Ryan in that, and he often does bring that to the championship. So you're waiting for these guys to shine, and then just a bit of power around the middle, I suppose, Kevin, is a bit of an issue for us. You know, when you're missing some of our key men, then it does seem to weaken us more than other sides. But there's one man in particular, you know, we obviously for years we're, we're waiting for a new six and a new three to come in. And McCall now, um, I was just thinking about his debut a few seasons ago where he was taken off early, Mark and Newman, against Meath, and my heart went out to him, you know, because we were exposed in that game at, at the start of it. It wasn't just his fault. But he has really come of age there, and again, a brilliant performance at the heart of our defence at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, to, in fairness to him, he probably could have shied away from county football after his introduction because he came in for a lot of criticism coming into that team. But we were probably in between man marking and mass defence at that time, so he probably struggled. I thought last week against McManus, he was unbelievable. And any time Kilkenny faced him up yesterday, you know, he couldn't get around him. So, and if you remember that intervention, I think it was, was it Orn Marchant put it across the goal, he flicked it away. So, he had a, he had a massive game yesterday and he's playing really, really well. And obviously, Neil has just, you know, came back in there last, or the, for the last couple of minutes. So, at the minute, Brendan looks to be number three. And in fairness to him, he's, he's playing out of the skin, anyway. Uh, Kevin, looking at the teams there for 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 the All Ireland tent, and and you know everybody just talks about Ulster first. I'm just saying, could you believe that hammering that, that Derry got yesterday? It, it it was shocking because there's a lot, been a lot of question marks about Park Joyce and Galway, but he certainly likes to play the game on the front foot. 
And uh, Derry opted to play against the Breeze uh, yesterday in home bag, and Galway absolutely crucified them three eight in, in, in the first half. And and listen, I don't mean they, uh, you know, obviously Kevin, you know my attitude towards blanket defence and being too negative and that. But it was a bit of a one for football, was it yesterday? The way Galway w- went at Derry in that first half is that some of the things we need to see to see to change. The mindset of te- teams in terms of you know you can't be like attack uh, defense defense first. You gotta have that other side of your game. No, I think to be that also football has to have a look at itself, and I was just thinking coming down the road. Like apparently this Dublin team are in transition; they're gone, and what they've effectively done if they won next weekend, maybe they've effectively won an Ulster championship in the space of three weeks. They beat Tyrone, they beat Donegal. And if they beat Monaghan, so even though we reckon that we're we're so powerful of a province, that just shows you that we might be as good as, as what we think. And you seen yesterday the damage Galway done to to Derry. So you know a lot of other teams are moving away from that mass defence, and you know it's attack first. And we might have to change the route. Look at that, you know. Hmm. I was just looking, and if we had a good Derry up, you know, at one stage it was looking like we could potentially put the five teams. And the Ulster, you know, it's funny how things can change so quickly because we've seen some really poor performance of a Monaghan, obviously not against us, wherever that came out of. It looks now that possibly, you know, Galway play Ross Common in the last game, so Galway are already up uh, in the league final, so they could, they, 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 you know, that they could let that game go and then maybe try and put one over Ross Common in the final. So Derry might not make it, Monaghan. And possibly another Ulster team could be relegated. So it is a bit of a, um, I think, a wake up call for for the Ulster counties. As I say, the only team that's that's been has been flying it so far is Armagh. But I just wonder, Kevin. We've seen this a lot with teams in the league. There's no doubt that they came in very, very fat and sharp. I mean, I was up at their game uh, in Athletic Grounds against Tyrone, and the first half they absolutely blew Tyrone away. But a lot of that was physical, you know. So they've obviously come in at a very fit, sharp state and. Can you sustain that throughout? I'm sure they'll still be fine now coming come to Bal Buffet, but we've seen that before ourselves. Sometimes where we, we put a lot into the league, it's hard then to, to drop it down and lift it then uh, for championship. Definitely, and I think to me that's where, I'm not I'm not calling them a smaller team, but what I'm calling them is they haven't been at the top table for the last number of years. And <clears throat> You'll remember 2007 when McGaver was there, like all of our focus was always on the championship and you'd be easing yourself through and then all of a sudden, he said, "Listen, to to be, you know, regarded as a top team, you have to compete well in Division One. You have to go and win it." And in 2007, you remember that we we started that year on fire. We trained as hard as we ever ever trained. We won the league easily, and then in the first round against Armagh, which flopped. You know what I mean? We, we hit a, ter- a terrible championship then. So, to get the balance right is, is extremely difficult. And I watched Armagh early on. And, it's no doubt that they train hard over the close season. They came in fitter and stronger than everybody else. But the big question is, how will they be you know, facing off against Donegal in the first round? Yeah, Kevin, just just final questions here would be about the Donegal style of play and, and the tactics. As I say, Kevin, there's a lot of question marks out there. and You see people saying, oh, what's going on with the team? Paddy Campbell's in there and, and uh, Rochford and, and, and Boner. A lot of stuff about tactics, Kevin. To me, everybody's kind of playing the same way to a point. And yesterday, you can't base it because everything changes at Crow Park, as you know, Kevin. It's a faster game. I think it gives our lads a lift to go up there after the doom and gloom of Monaghan. It kind of gives our team a bit of energy. My fear would be with Donegal was being able to maybe shut down teams. It seems as if 
uh, teams can at, at any stage will get in around that man or will get in and as I say the Dublin goal was a good example of that through the middle middle of our team you know and some of our players coming back there you know Pat Morgan Ryan McHugh and these fantastic players but they're ladies players you know what I mean Kim sometimes you need that wee bit of a power out round that 45 just to stop them top of attacks and maybe cause turnovers and, and you know Dublin turned us over quite a lot in the ball yesterday I know we had some debutants in there as well in the team but they seem to be that wee bit ahead in terms of being able to set up a wee bit of a more rigid defence and, and strip us at times and, and all those wee moments I suppose in the, in the game yeah, Kevin put them in the position where it looked like they would never lose it yeah definitely I think our, our problem was that because, like for the majority of the game yesterday, we played one one up top and everybody back, and then what happens once we break the whole lot go together? I don't know how many times that Ryan McHugh was standing at fourteen or McFadden Ferry was standing at full, full full forward, and then if we're stripped in, it's, it, that leaves massive gaps. I would like us to go back to the V to have two inside at all times and one in the 45, and the rest fall back and, and pr- protect what we have. And maybe If that's Michael at 14, and then he comes out to 11 for a while and leave Jamie and, and, and Patrick inside, at least then we're keeping teams honest, we're keeping teams pulled back. Like The double keeper spent most of his time out in the 45-meter line yesterday because we had nobody in there to keep them back. So I get, I get your point, you're completely right that, you know, we don't have a strong line across the middle because we're all bombing forward and we're trying to get in ahead of the, ahead of you know the Dublin defence. But they're too they're too switched on for that and they don't allow that to happen. Mm. And that man, I mean, that's that's a very interesting point because that man would create a link there. And I think if you're going to drop in, then what's that's twelve players? Surely twelve players is enough to. You know, they form that rear guard inside, you know, that they defensively have to just get used to it. I mean, we've seen it with Tyrone last year times, going man for man. And as you said, it released a kick pass then to a fella in a position he wouldn't normally be in. And then he was able to deliver it inside. And I think that's the big thing that took Tyrone from, you know, a decent uh, potential All-Ireland uh, champion to being champions. They took that risk. I'm just wondering, are we ready for that at the back? You know, I, I think as you see, and see those skillful players, see the likes of Ryan McHugh or Patrick Morgan. I would much rather see them on the other side, on the attacking side of the pitch, and receiving the ball and using that pace to maybe get inside, one a free, or get a man off the shoulder to get in for a score. I think that's where we need to use their energy and pace and their, their wee bit of guile. I don't think they're nowhere near as effective once they're dropping way back in round our thirty. No, without a doubt. And can you imagine if you like a Pat Morgan at eleven or Jamie Brennan or Michael Murphy receives a kick pass and everything's wide open? You know, we're more dangerous. Whereas we're carrying the ball from our, our from more or less our short kick out. We're carrying the ball. The time we get anywhere near the danger zone, Dublin were completely set up yesterday and Pat Morgan couldn't get through, Ryan McHugh couldn't get through, or McFadden Ferry couldn't get through. So, you know, it defeats the purpose of, of, of using those players coming from deep. And so, so Kim, really, our strength is going forward, and so as much as we can, if we if even if we have all those players back, what I'm saying is, Kim, people are still getting inside us. So what we really need to do is more firmly to plan, not being naive, Kevin, but to outscore teams. You know, I mean, we still had two eleven yesterday. It's not bad scoring in in, in Crow Park, but when you a lot of matches. But I think if we had it committed a bit more, maybe conjured up another goal, it could have been the difference in the game. I think us sitting everyone leads or, or sitting too deep 
doesn't suit us. You know, within reason, I think, is this, if we get more a platform of a team that we can maybe get one or two kick passes that we have players in positions that we can hit and then work it up the pitch. But I suppose that's, uh, it sounds like a, almost a Corafin uh, dream, Kevin, but um, I think it would suit us better to be that bit more attacking because that is the flair, uh, players that we have. All our players are good on the ball, great attacking players. I don't really think we have that strength of uh, strength and man-to-man type defenders that some of the other sides have. Yeah, definitely. The way I would see it to me, if, if Kerry were, had Michael Murphy, Jimmy Brennan and Pat McBrady, would they play the same style that we are playing? You know, absolutely not. You know, you look at the players they have, they utilise those players, they kick the ball into them, they get them into the danger zone. So, listen, we spoke of this before the last time I was on, we're just going through a period here where we're trying to break away from a system that we've probably had for too long. And even other Northern teams, you know, we, we probably have to change away. And I go back to what we're saying there, you know, we think that we're the strongest province and, and everything else. But, like, a, a half-thrown-together Dublin team has beaten three of our favourites in the last, well, if they beat Monaghan, have beaten three of our favourites so you'd have to ask the question is, is our style up to what it should be mm. Good man Kevin fascinating stuff as ever Kevin don't forget me and you have to claim Errigal now soon I hope you're fit enough for that anyway That's right uh, you're bringing that unit top down <laughs> We're going to get a bit of crack going now. I must beat up you wee pitcher I promise Kieran Brogan obviously that's the, the, the Charlie Bird charity push so there, there's a claim Errigal um, um uh, event happening down there and there's a lot of people coming uh, to climb here. we're hoping for a, for, for a good day uh, Kevin me and you'll get a, get a wee pick soon we'll get the crack going hey, you may put on the Union jersey I'll put on the Godor one now. no problem at all <laughs> Kevin perfect chatty to me thank you Kevin Brilliant stuff there from Kevin Cass as ever and John Casey as I say John was under a wee bit of pressure had a few things to do there so he, he ducked out but listen great talking to the two boys John obviously on, on duty yesterday doing radio commentary and Kevin up for, for TG Cahar two, two great lads great to get their views on that game now that was a defeat to Dublin but it wasn't all the way it ended it was a double dub weekend of course it was our ladies uh, turned Dublin over uh, in the National Football League semi-final and now we're going to catch up with one of the stars of the game not just in Donegal but around the whole country she's a current all-star it is the one and only Geraldine McLaughlin Geraldine how are you this evening? Hello Brent how's it going? Hi doing good Doing good. Thanks so much for joining us. Did you catch your breath, uh, Jeremy? That was uh, one of those games that I suppose will instill so much in you guys. You really needed a, a victory over Dublin at some stage, particularly leading into the championship. And I know the league uh, in the ladies' game has played at a very high level and very competitive. But you're looking down the barrel of the gun of another defeat. I would say you haven't played in many games that you smashed and grabbed it like that. Yeah, um, I suppose over the last couple of years, like... Uh We'd probably always been on the wrong side and probably would have never got the luck like and I suppose this year like uh, we were something different about the team and we just grabbed the game and I don't think anyone knew that we were actually five points down with only three months to go. Like um always thought that we could have got it, like I didn't realise that we were that far away from it, like but no, it was good to get the one, especially over Dublin. You're playing in the moment, see, Jerry, and that's a sign of a of a top star. Hey, you just you just keep thinking about the next the next ball, the next goal. I like that. That's a good way to play because it can draw out of you if you're playing against a top top team like Dublin, and it's going it's going down to the wire one ten to eight points, three months to go. A lot of people be thinking in the back of your mind, 
you know, this is going to be beyond us. But in a crazy 23 seconds, uh, Emma McCurry and Yvonne Boner turned all that in their head. And I think probably during after that freaky school against Dublin and the championship previously, and maybe we needed, um, not so, maybe it's not so the rub of the green, but certainly, you know, that game where it, it could be a great springboard for us uh, going go into not only a league final, but then into the championship and, and, and facing sides like that down, down the line in the summer. Yeah, definitely. It's like more competitive games at a high standard, the better. Like, and it definitely will help us now, even going into championship. Like, we have three weeks even to wait to the final. Like, and if we didn't have the final, we would have had like another three weeks off just training without a game. Like, so you always want to be playing games in this this time of year. Like, so now another game would probably definitely help us now going into championship. Yeah, and Jenny started the game really well, five one up at the first water break. Uh, conceded a poor goal then and, and kind of let Dublin take control of the game then in the, in, in the second period of the first half? Yeah, like, um, oh, there was a serious win. Like, um, we had a huge wind advantage in the first half. Like, and, um, we probably wanted to probably use it more than we did. Like, um, and giving away a sloppy goal, like, it probably shouldn't have happened. Like, and, um, like, it's probably like our mistake again of giving away the ball. Like, but, um, yeah, it was good. It was a good start, like being five one up and like if they didn't get that goal, it would have been like seven two, I think, at half time, like it would have give us a better league going into the second half. Yeah. And you're not being made of a or or attacking about you and so many teams trying to tie you down now with a Vaughn there again, Karen as well. You've got you know, listen, you've a brilliant team of course, Jerlyn, but you can have three players that have an unbelievable ability up front, which means that the opposition can't just double or triple team legs yourself. You know then if you pull those players away, that there's there's people there to really, you know, hurt the opposition if they get any bit of space at all. Yeah, like it's it's great to have like um Nick even Katie came back this game as well. Like um it's a massive difference like and like it gives it problems to other teams like and gives us a free role going in and out like anyone stay in anyone stay out like it makes it harder for any other team like to come up and play up against that and you you were saying about this season is is there a different feeling in there um in terms of what you're bringing this year have you changed styles a bit or <clears throat> is that experience between the the young players that come in and the older players there is that mix just coming better together that you've got a wee bit more I suppose surety in your play and experience in your play and then you've got that pace and and power up front as well. Yeah, I suppose it's better both. Like, um, we've we have good few older ones, and then you have the younger ones coming through too. And um, I suppose not really older ones. I suppose it's more experienced, maybe. Um, but no, there's a good uh, bond. Like, there's good mix of both, and like them younger ones are flying at training. Like, and we have to keep up with them. And I suppose <laughs> with our experience too, like it helps them as well. And just as a better bond, maybe last year and year before, like the younger ones would have been very young and they've gained experience over the last couple of years too which helped them too and it's definitely improved the team also yeah listen Julie, I still remember those runs where you could get caught by the wrong person and you're like oh they're a way off like a bullet you trying to keep up them I remember well <laughs> very good Julian Julian there's a lovely picture in the paper <clears throat> that I got on you actually of you talking to the players after the game and, and clonus and that are you is there is there a real leadership 
role with you as well. I'm sure all those girls, particularly you say those young girls, look up to you a lot. Do you see that more and more as as being part of what you do there to 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 I suppose help people and guide people around around the around the squad and just put the importance of what that game means uh, into their minds as as you get ready for uh, Meath in the in the league final. Yeah, I suppose like there's a lot of girls this year. Like there's a lot of leadership in the team. Like and even you'd have Nicole McLaughlin, uh, McCaff this year as well. Like they really stepped up and really took leadership. You saw Nicole like she's playing midfield and she's absolutely flying it. Like um, you've girls like that coming through. Like and really stepping up to the mark. And I suppose the younger ones probably would have looked up to, probably to us the last couple of years. And maybe when they hear it from someone else, like it's always means something different instead of seeing people talking the whole time like um, really does make a big difference yeah certainly and obviously the brilliant story of Meath last year you're playing them now in the final Gerrion how this season you know compared with last season have they very much you know come in as All-Ireland champions or you know that wasn't just that they got on a run you know they're there now as a force again is, is it going to be a, a, a real ding-dong between, between you and them in the final and again as you said a great way to test yourself before the championship yeah, like they are probably they're probably on the informed team, like off the league anyway. Like um, they've really stepped up really last year with they were in Division Two last year, won it, and then came through then to win the All Ireland. Like and they're really good players and really they're really structured and they know what everyone's doing. Like um, but you know what? It's good to play a different team. Like we haven't played them really in senior level, and I don't think I've ever played like and it's good it's nice to play somebody different like I think this is first year in 15 years at Dublin or Cork's not in a league final like and which probably shows how far like ladies football's come like it's not just this team or that team like or Dublin Cork like there is more teams out there and more teams competing against them also mm, Great so five years since we were in the league final ourselves and Darren, just for even for a player of your standing and, and all that you've won and done in the game Getting back to Crow Park, how how important is that? You're back there on April 10th. You know, it's just as there's something magical uh, about the place, you know, the pitch being out there. It must still be one of those things that, you know, making a league final is one thing, but the fact that it's in Crow Park just must be fantastic for everybody to be going down there, you know, and put your, I suppose, put your skills to test against uh, Meath, but also to be on the, the hallowed turf. It's the place to be. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, it's where you want to be playing. Like, um, like some of the girls have been played, like Neve McLaughlin's our captain and never played in Crow Park. Like, and I've played in it three times and some of the girls only played in it once that time in 2019. Like, um, like we don't get it every year. Like, um, so it is a massive, massive occasion. Like, um, but sometimes you just have to realize it's just another game. Like, um, but there's some girls there, like, like the Jodie McFadden, like, even I was talking to her mother, her saying, like, it's dream come true for her to be playing in it. Like, and Jodie has never been been stepped inside Crow Park, never mind going out to play in it. Like, um, and it's great for them younger ones too. Like, and even the older ones that hasn't been there. Like, and some people take it for granted that you get it this every year because you don't like. And it's a special occasion. Like, and will be for the team also. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's one of these issues I would have during with with their Gaelic games right across the board. Not enough of our county players get to play there. Some people play there all the time, and it's. It's just a thing, but there's loads of people, as you say, never get the chance or rarely get the chance. But listen, you have made the chance. You beat the dubs. April 10th, you're back to Crow Park. Uh, the whole county be uh, rooting for you. And, and thanks so much for joining us and giving us those words this evening on the Dale Debate. No worries. Thank you.
Take care, take care. Yeah, Jerry McLaughlin there, fair play there. The sharpshooter herself, hey, listen, that, that's fantastic. Listen to hear that uh, story about, you know, young girls and that, that haven't been at Crow Park before. I mean, such an exciting time to get up there. Uh, it was a long, long time ago. Actually, my debut was in the old Crow Park. That's uh, that's how far back <laughs> mines went before the, the development. But but even then, uh, I remember the excitement too well. And any time you got to play there, a special, special time. So good luck to the girls. Maxi Curran, the Chargers, fair play them. Beating Dublin by a scoreline of 2-8 to 110 there. And nice to league semi-final. Now we turn our attention to another side that is flying at, at the minute. It is our one and only... Donegal Hurland squad who are really doing their doing their thing in Division 2B and we're going to speak to their manager now, Mickey McCann. Mickey, how are you this evening? Brendan, all good. How's, how's yourself? The, the very best, Mickey. Listen, f- fantastic to see you as ever. You know, we've spoken a few times on the show. Another victory for, for Donegal at the weekend, beating Mayo uh, 217 to, to 113. And I remember telling you before, Mickey, about you were saying about staying in Division 2B and about you know, the, the the county didn't have enough ability to ever st- stay up there and mix it. Well, listen, you're more than mixing it now, uh, uh, Mickey, flying again and, 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 and making it to a league final. Yeah, I suppose fine margins, Brendan. We got off to a good start. We uh, actually against London and Sligo, you know, put us a good spot to maybe push the from semi-final spot, you know, and, and, and a pretty show, Brendan, we've, we've been playing very well, you know, uh, maybe disappointing in the second half against Derry. At home, at home up in Letterkenny, but look, um, the aim was, as I told you earlier, was to maintain our status in Division 2B, and, and I think that's a bonus. So, um, look, we're in a good place at the moment, Brendan, and, and, and the semi-final now against Sligo at the weekend, so looking forward to that. Yeah, I thought, just going back to that Derry game, Mickey, I thought you were very honest about it in terms of, you know, how you played and what you expected from it, but as you said before, if you wind the clock just a number number of years ago, Derry would have been on another level. Do you? It must give you a, a great feeling, Mickey, that Donegal Every year now under your stewardship seems to be stepping up and up that they're you know they're 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 catching up on the teams around them they're improving all the time and that that has to go down to you, you and your backroom team and and the savage effort that the lads are putting in. Yeah, I suppose Ben over the last three or four years now it's starting to show you know even even some of the younger boys are they're maybe on their three or four years now and they're able to step into their place and as you say the likes of Derry is coming and they give us a bit of respect now and, and they know if, if down 10 or 15 percent that we can turn them over we have before and, and last year and maybe just the last minute point you know so um Phil Derry's moved on a bit again this year Bren they, they, they've been very impressive in the league you know and look, we were three points up against them uh, in the first half and, and maybe Derry up to the notch in the second half you know in there that we we notch ahead of you know and but but they have to be on the game they, they beat us now Bren and, and, and they know that you know and uh Look, we're happy we're at Brendan to say we 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 move things on well to be pushing to the top end of this table. We're we're, we're always a duck egg at the end of the season this division and, and fighting the relegation. We're now we're we're, we're at the top end of the table. So look, all, all's good and, and heading the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I spoke to you before about your range of scores out there and and your ability to 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 hit high scores. And again, two seventeen, and just a word on Davin Flynn and 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 the skills that he possesses. I don't like to, you don't like to pick pick out certain players, but certain days some lads really click in the gear. And and Davin again was was to the four with one nine. Yeah, I suppose um, it won four from play again, Bren, and uh, it's been decent for the freeze too. Yeah, uh, I suppose. Uh, if you count his possessions, Ben, he, he nearly nearly something comes off them. Most of the time, he gets a free or a score, you know. And uh, if we can just get the ball in a bit more, I felt yesterday maybe we 
were a bit slow in the second, the first half getting it in there, you know, and, and they were starting possession a wee bit. In the second half, we got it a wee bit, and we got uh, we went for a goal. And look, Davin's very clinical, Bryn, and uh, you'd like to Jared Gilmore yesterday, maybe popped up four or five points from play. Um, on different days, and then Ron McDermott, Richie Ryan's missing the minute. Look, we, we have a range of scores, uh, but Davin has uh, nearly guaranteed you them that, that them one three one four, you know, and a big league game so far. Look, uh, if we can just get possession on them, look, he's going to be a tough opponent for anybody. Yeah, and you had a real ding dong with Sligo previously in the league. Um, you were saying it could have went either way um, uh, in, in the match. You know, brave, brave fight back with them. Is it? Is it something going into that game um, that that's a real marker of, for where your season's at? And, and is it a thing? I suppose, Mickey, that do you want to go to the next level, or would you feel more comfortable? In, just you know, bringing the team on at two B for for a season or two yet, or do you want to step up to the next level? Yeah, I suppose it, the aim was to stay there, Brent. But we put ourselves in position now. You, you always try to move forward. We, we have talked about it. But look at wild congestion the matches, Brent. If, if we do get over Sligo, we're and they're final against Perry, and, and that gives us no break at all going into the into the championship. So um, I skip the bodies, right, Brent, and, and, and we have a few injuries and stuff. So more important would be getting fresh and ready for the. The Nicky record, to be honest, but at the same time, whatever fifteen touches a, touch the grass on, on Saturday, look, we'll be expecting a performance against them, and uh, you can't go out and say that that, that, that we're not ready, Brendan. Because uh, uh, worst case scenario, if you did go up there for a year, you know you'll learn, come down, maybe possibly down again, uh, uh, with experience. But mm. um, if it's good for us, I don't know. We have a young panel uh, uh, and everything else. You know, Brendan, it's, it's a really big step up. You'd like Santo maybe coming down on it next year. So. Yes. Um, you, you you would probably take a few beatings up there to be fair, um, but uh, I think if we play against Derry and Sligo. We'll, we'll still be looking to go out and win the games then, if we're in that position then. Mm. So be it, you know. Yeah, you're always going to go for this, I guess, Mickey. And it's, it's, what I'm saying is, I suppose the fact that you've come so far now to jump up, as you said, let's say you do that and play playing with the likes of an Antrim that again. You know, you're on another big, big step as well. It's hard to juggle them things. Then again, it is the lead, lead, league making. I suppose you got to take what you take from it and it's been an unbelievable journey. But as you said, you know, championship, championship and as much as the league, you're testing different teams to bring you on. It's really about the about the Nicky record now and coming in that in good form and, and you are in that fantastic form now at the minute. You must be happy the way things have gone so far. Yeah, we are. And I suppose we, we had our injury trouble through the league, you know, and we've, and we've, we've brought in a few young boys and that's it. that's crucial to us is getting game time under them in these games and still getting uh, victories on them, you know. And uh, the likes of Richie Ryan, who missed most of the league, Jack O'Loughlin, Danny Cole last Saturday or Sunday there, you know, and Deglin went off at half time. And the boys coming in, like the likes of Oshin Marley got a start uh, against Wicklow and stuff. Uh, and look, only out of minors last year, and, and Liam McKinney there, Simon Thingway, and Conor O'Grady, who's or Conor Gardner, sorry, that started every match that's just out of minors last year. Look, Bren, we're heading the right direction and as I say, uh, we'll not be too worried if, if, if we're not promoted or anything else, but we still want performances. We want to maintain that that momentum, as you say. You can't go out and, and uh, just take it easy and things. So, we'll, look, we'll, we'll be up against it, against even Sligo, which brings that wee bit of extra work. But just a different ball game to Derry. Derry a bit slicker and move the ball quicker. Where Sligo really hound you down and work hard and, and, and try to grind, grind a result out of you. So, um, two different two different ball games, uh, but it's going to be a tough one to get over Sligo first. But um, as I say, Bryn, whatever happens from here, we feel we're in a good place going into the championship. 
Yeah, and listen, Mickey, it's brilliant to see the counties going well. Obviously, with the unions done or dance the other week, I was comparing, and it was great to see the hurling lads come out and, and relive that county final again, and, and the buzz that that brought to your club. And like I was remarked, the lads is probably one of the greatest performance ever in a unions jersey, you know, that I've ever seen. And, and to be able to give that respect to, to those hurlers on on the, on that night was phenomenal. And I suppose that's only good for you and for the, for the future of the game. There's certainly a great feeling of hurling around the county and, and the teams that are preparing and the newer teams that are trying their best to work up. All that there's good for the future. Yeah, it is, Brendan. I suppose, look, there's been six or seven unions lads about the county panel out for four or five seasons under us and I always felt that they wanted to perform at club level. There was, there was a chance that no doubt that they were hot favourites and it was a massive result for, for Unions and they really performed on the day, you know, and look, it's only good for hurling. It makes it more interesting this year. I feel, feel birds no way up again too uh, uh, and Satanta will be out to redeem themselves from last year in Unions so it makes it very interesting club scene, Brent, too, and it's all good and you, you have more clubs in the four too, Dunlow and Ballyshannon and all. So look, um, if, we, if we had seven or eight good clubs at senior championship level, Brent, with only going to bring us on, you know. So, um, uh, Phil, 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 things are in a good place, you know. Yeah, great stuff, Mickey. Fair play. Keep up the good work, sir, and good luck in the semi final with Sligo. There, I'll speak to you as the season goes on. No bother, Brenton. Okay, thank you. Fair play. That yeah, was great there, Mickey McCann, hurling manager, doing a fantastic job there with our hurlers. They're on the, on the up and up. I want to thank him for his contribution tonight, of course. Our one and only all-star, Geraldine McLaughlin, as well, after Donegal's victory over Dublin in the ladies' football semi-final. And, of course, John Casey, my all-star, and our own Kevin Cassidy, who rounded up the GA for us earlier in the show. That's it for this evening. I'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen.